You're tuned in to the Here to Last podcast, where we have authentic and meaningful conversations on topics that matter in life. I'm your host, Deborah Chan. We only have one chance at life, so it matters what we listen to. So, lean in. I'm all about a good conversation. I recently did a, an episode on four ways to avoid small talk and have deeper conversations. And if you have not checked that episode, just scroll down and just take a listen to it. But I gave a great analogy about what a good conversation is like. It's like a buffet table that if you keep snacking on the appetizers, which is small talk, you will be falsely full. But if you feed on the good stuff, you will have more to chew on and some extra stuck in between your teeth long after you left the buffet table. And that's what good conversations are. They stick with you. They leave an imprint on your life and you remember it, you know, even after you leave uh, the person and many years after that. But have you ever noticed that it is really getting harder to have a good conversation with people that we disagree with these days? So apart from following up on the local daily news and the COVID numbers and so forth, another thing that has been trending on my news feed is the up-and-coming US presidential elections. For the past few months, I've just followed the news trail, reading up on both pro-Republicans and pro-Democrats media channels just to keep a neutral view of the situation. But of late, Leading up to the elections, things have gotten worse. I mean, the bantering, name-calling, taunting, outward lies, personal jabbing have just gone up a few notches. It is crazy to think that these adult leaders on a national and international platform is there to put up their best self to win people over with the words that they are saying. So if you've not been following any of these news, just Google up First American Presidential Debate 2020. And you you will know what I mean. I mean, it was the worst, the worst debate ever. And it is actually worse than a very bad sibling squabble that even the mediator got stuck in between the word whirlwind. So anyway, this topic or this episode is not about the US presidential elections, although it triggered something in me. The point I wanted to make here is this. Can we actually have a good conversation with someone on something that we disagree about? Those topics are numerous, ranging from religious and political views to the way we parent and lead to the lifestyle habits that we have and the life choices that we make. Conversations like these crop up every now and then But do we actually know how to navigate them or do we run away from them? So I'll be frank with you. I used to distance myself from people whom I have differing views simply because I didn't know how to navigate it. Also, I believe it's got to do with personality. So I'm a I'm a kind of conflict adverse person, which means that I'll rather keep the peace than to dig up something that can potentially be a cause of conflict in our friendship or relationship. So I try to avoid conflict at all costs. But I had come to terms with that and learn how to maneuver conversations where I find myself disagreeing with people or with a person. 
Why? Why is it so important to come to terms with it and to learn how to navigate it? Because I realized that diversity is a gift. It's a gift to me because it opens up opportunities for me to learn from others, to question and to strengthen my beliefs and values, and to see each other as unique and different. But what's the opposite of diversity? It's uniformity. Gosh, even saying the word sounds so boring. Uniformity puts us in a box where there is no ebb or flow, and sooner or later we form these fixed perceptions of how certain things must be, or how certain people must act, or how things should operate. It reminds me actually of how cults operate. Basically, you're either in or out. You're either uniform or you're not. So we, as individuals, or as a couple, or a family, or a society, or community, need to learn to be mature enough to pick up difficult conversations and handle them well. We need to learn to engage and to listen and to maybe even empathize and to maintain the friendship despite contrasting views. Because let's face it. This world is made up of all kinds of people from all kinds of race, values, upbringing, and the faster we learn how to do that, I think the the better the person we become, because we learn to weave ourselves into the fabric of society. So, how do we actually navigate conversations when we have disagreeing views on certain things? Here's three ways we can do that. The first is, be kind first. Be right later. The word kind actually originated from the word kin, and when you're kind to someone, it means that you are treating them like family. I've had differing views with some of my close friends and even my own family, but when we know and they know that my motives are not to win an argument or to have the last say, they are more than ready to have difficult conversations with me. The goal is never to win an argument or to put my seal on things. Remember, everyone is entitled to their own opinions. But it is important to let your opinions be heard in a mutually respectful way. I've learned that in a conversation, your words don't really matter as much as your body language and the posture of your motivations. If you're really matured and feel led to bring up difficult topics, then you must also be ready to speak less and to listen more. So I guess before you launch into any of these hard conversations. Ask yourself, what are your motivations in bringing hard topics onto the table? Remember to be kind first and to be right later. The second is this: keep your common ground. So, a big part of establishing trust in a relationship is to show that the relationship comes first, and then opinions second. So, even if you disagree on something, don't let it put a wedge in your friendship or relationship. And I say this especially in a marriage. You will definitely have disagreeing views with your spouse or your husband or your wife. Remember that the relationship comes first. It's like going into a field and playing a game of soccer. There is always a winning team and a losing team. But once that game is over and you're out of the field, everyone is equal. 
The game was just one part, and it was only for one duration. It is never forever. The point is this: don't let disagreeing opinions rule and be a wedge in a friendship or relationship, and be that focal point that drives. You know that friendship apart. Instead, look at it as only one part of the friendship. The friendship or the relationship should always come first. So I have a close friend who has differing views about having children, and she did not want to have any children despite being married for many years, and she was very adamant about it. I obviously have differing views about marriage and children. Otherwise, Seth and Anya wouldn't be around. But instead of pushing my opinion on her, I asked her some reflective questions over conversation one day. So, what does your husband think about it? How sure that he does not want children, just as much as you don't want children? How sure are you that you are right about your decisions? My point in asking her these questions was not to give her or push my opinion across, but I really wanted to hear her out. And hopefully, if she's not clear about her own decisions, she probably had a chance to articulate her thoughts and her opinions over coffee or over a meal with a trusted friend. What's important is that our friendship is still intact. And finally, the last point is this: remember, you don't know all the reasons behind someone else's position or opinions. You don't know their experiences. You don't know what led them to their opinions and position. Most of us have arrived at our beliefs through a unique set of experiences, sometimes very difficult ones. And so, it's important to remember that some topics of conversation can be very triggering for some people and sensitive to talk about. Talking about pregnancy, or loss, parental relationships. Or religious beliefs, or issues of marriage, it can be very, very sensitive to talk about. Come into a conversation like this,、um, just having a heart to listen. I remember this saying that everyone is fighting a hard battle you can't always see, and I'll add to this that everyone's battle is different. And even if you don't agree with the conclusion someone else has come to, you can still express genuine empathy. For the experiences that inform their position, I found that empathy goes hand in hand with curiosity. When we keep an open mind and genuinely want to learn about that person and how that person came to the conclusion on things, it helps us gain a wider perspective on topics and and issues around us. It helps us to, helps us to learn more about that person, that friend,、um, that family. Itself and not just about the issues that we fight about. So hard conversations are hard. I'm not lying, but more often than not, it's harder in our minds than it is in reality. I value mature conversations when I have one. I usually come out from it having a greater appreciation for the friendship or the relationship when we're able to discuss, disagree, and still maintain a relationship. And oftentimes, when we're able to do so, the relationship builds and grows stronger in trust. So it was the American presidential elections and all its drama that triggered this topic and led me to speak about it. Why? Because we are all leaders in our own right. 
We lead our marriages, we lead our family, we lead our companies, our teams, and, and, you know, various other things. If we don't learn how to have mature conversations, there will be a lot more drama in our own circles of influence. So change starts with us. It starts with us being matured enough to have the conversation and then to have a level mind and to come out from it knowing that relationships matter more than topics we disagree on. I hope that it has been helpful to you in some way or another. It may be in a season that you are currently in or it may be even for the future. So the next time you find yourself in a conversation with disagreeing views or contrasting views, remember, be kind first and be right later. And to always keep your common ground because your relationship comes first before your opinions. And lastly, you don't know all the reasons behind someone else's position. So go in with an open mind, ready to learn, ready to listen more than to speak. If you've enjoyed this, I hope that you will subscribe and also share this with your friends because it means a lot to me. And also, if you want to clue in on the whole American presidential election debate uh, or drama, uh, just follow it up. The next few weeks are going to be really, really, really intense. So until next time, more chit-chat soon.